You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today, let's talk about how to read a knockout. Okay, now most of us think we know what we're talking about here, and more than likely we do, but for some of us newcomers, or maybe some of us who have dabbled around with it, not look, really look closer, uh, maybe there's a thing or two to pick up. See, more often than not, the obvious things or simple things in this world are not quite as cut and dried as we often assume. Again, the, the case in point today is the uh, knockout, or we'll say KO from here on out. To the layman, when they hear that a fight has ended in a KO, they envision an opponent rendered unconscious lying on the canvas. Now, that's not a bad assumption, as such a state would indeed be classed as a KO. But there is to the boxing or MMA aficionado more to the KO than a state of horizontal unresponsiveness. I mean, to flay these onion skin layers of the KO, let's start with the state that precedes the official KO, and that is the knockdown. We'll call it the knockdown or the KD. In the boxing ring, if a fighter hits the canvas, that is technically a knockdown. It is not a KO until they have been counted out. In MMA, the knockdown's a moot point as the action often follows the fallen opponent of the mat. In MMA, being counted out does not exist. But the referee is still looking for the same signs of incapacity or inability to render a KO judgment after that knockdown. So let us return to the boxing ring to simplify what the officials do in both arenas, what they're looking for. So we'll talk about from the knockdown uh, to the KO, or to the knockout. Now, once a fighter hits the canvas, the standing fighter goes to a neutral corner. That is the furthest corner from the dropped fighter that does not house the seconds of either fighter. The referee moves to the fallen fighter, conscious or not, and picks up the countdown. Notice we say picks up the countdown. See, as soon as a fighter drops, the timekeeper, who's outside the ring, starts the official a meticulous countdown. The referee must assure the standing fighter has gone to a neutral corner and then move back to the fallen fighter. They then pick up the countdown where the timekeeper has advanced it in a straight time. Now, this separation of task often confuses the novice fight fan who is not privy to what's going on outside of the ring, and they often assume, well, the ref started the count later. He counted them out too soon. See, the novice is often not privy to the timekeeper being the one on top of the task and the referee merely being the message bearer. More often than not, the timekeeper is correct and the novice at home ain't. Now, during the countdown, the referee stands close to the fighter, provides an audible countdown so the fighter can hear the numerals. Now, this is important. Even if we see their eyes open, they're seemingly responsive. They're giving it uh, aloud. The proximity allows the down fighter to hear the numbers. They, keep in mind, they're in an addled state. And uh, while they're hearing the countdown, this allows the fighter to strategize about possibly using all the recovery uh, time they can to get back up and clear the head. Or they might want to pop up quickly for a show of, man, that weren't nothing. I'm, I went to slipped. Or sometimes in a state of diminished faculties, hearing may be the first sense that comes online. Uh, we see this same sort of use of oral or uh, cueing and free diving. When a shallow water blackout has occurred, often the loud pronouncing of the diver's name in their ear is the rousing factor. Okay, So uh, anything we can do to help uh, maintain the safety or return this fighter to sensibility as quickly and safely as possible. Now, the referee's proximity also allows the best 
seat in the House to adjudicate faculties, all right? Now, often many from the outside are going, he looks like he continued, but keep in mind, the referee is right on top of the down fighter. They can see pupils. They can hear stertorous or shudderous breathing, uh, breathing and other factors that can lead to this best seat sitter to judge, yeah, no, this guy is out. Many an audience-based derisive cry of, what the hell, man? I mean, he was moving. He could have kept fighting. Now, this is made usually from the comfort of a bleacher seat distant from the action or the cushion couch in another city with no skin in the game or fist in the face. Now, I think it's probably wise to trust the eyes of the man right on top of the action far more than all the Wikipedia-level fight analysis in the world. Okay, Trust who's right there in the face of someone who's just been injured. So, we see this misunderstanding of the separation of powers between the timekeeper and the referee and the protocols, the official count, can lead to novice misunderstandings. And we can see that a KO can often be pronounced of a fighter whose eyes are open or even on their feet and apparently conscious, but the eyes of the best seat in the house, again, the referee, they can recognize that while the external puppet is functioning, uh, the puppeteer of consciousness is not working the Wizard of Oz magic from behind the curtain, all right? So a KO can be out cold, on the mat, or on the feet. Now, in the sporting sense of the word, it comes down to possession of faculties and intelligent defense, uh, now, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade here. Note uh, with uh, they're looking for intelligent defense being part of the KO definition. Many a couch cushion fighter adjudicator would be technically deemed KO'd if placed in the same circumstances pre-contact. It would be pre-fist in the face by dint of, hmm, now what sort of defense is that supposed to be, right? Now, regarding intelligent defense, a referee, again, the person with the best seat in the house, can deem a fighter out on their feet. That is KO'd without a knee ever hitting the mat. A cut or other injury that is deemed by the referee too severe to continue can, be, can lead to a stoppage. Now, these on-the-feet uh, possession of faculties or not can also be termed chaos, which, again, leads to the layman's confusion. Because there's many a great and good fighter who's, you know, gone out because of a bad cut or a closed eye, and you're just going, you just can't keep it going. Or, you know, someone's busted a collarbone. We've had many fights where people have go on. He says their, their mental faculties are there. But uh, the referee deems, nah, you're just not going to be able to keep this up. and You're going to receive more punishment than, than is necessary. Let's just let's do, do this and stop it. In short, all stoppages apart from foul that end inside the scheduled distance are KOs or the clunky designation of a technical knockout or a TKO. So when one's pouring through fight records only, we see that only reading the win column, the loss column, the KOs or TKOs, this is actually less helpful than many at first imagine trying to get a real flavor for what a fighter is like. Now, is there a wiser way? Yeah, yeah I kind of think so. It's already been done. It's been te tested for decades. In the UK and continental Europe, we can find, in addition to the KO and TKO, you also find in the records the designations RET and RSF. Now, RET is when the fighter or the corner retired their fighter before more damage can be done. Uh, for example, if you think of retired, that's throwing in the towel or simply deciding to quit. Think of Roberto Duran's loss in the second Sugar Ray Leonard bout. Uh, here in the States, that can be technically be classed as a, a TKO, which a mere reading of the record leads one to think of as an action-packed finale. You know, perhaps, you know, he took a flurry from Leonard and was kind of out on his feet. Out on his feet. He's still moving around and functional, but, you know, he just uh, couldn't respond, as opposed to what the truth was, the more honest RET designation, retiring. He sat on the stool, and uh, some say he said no Maz, and he claims he didn't, but he definitely didn't return to the fight. So RET is more honest than a TKO. Now, across the pond, we also find the initials RSF, which is the referee stop the fight. Now, this is used for the out on their feet as opposed to knocked out cold endings. These subdivisions of endings, to my mind, allow for a bit more nuance and understanding than a mere Roman emperor thumbs up or thumbs down. This allows us uh, to get a better feel of uh, how game or gritty someone might be. Now... 
And end this up with a retire uh, with a retirement codicil here. If a fighter or their corner decides no maz, uh, hey, you're, we're done between rounds. All right, the KO or the TKO or the RET is recorded in the round after the decision, not the one before. So here's an example: the bell has rung. Round three has completed. Now, the decision to retire occurs before the bell of round four. Now, the record will record the win as being the win in the fourth round. All right? So just make sure we, we follow that when you're reading those arena records and how that works out. So there you have it. A KO may be only two letters, but it's far more words are needed to get to the complete concept than these simple initials. Now, if you would like to have uh, you know the sample of this little sermon today in print, I'll provide uh, a link to the, the blog version of it. You can take a look at it there. And if uh, you want to continue on with some of our old school boxing, wrestling, rough and tumble combat, have a look at the Black Box uh, Training Warehouse. I'll provide the links as well. Uh, obviously, we'd like you to support the podcast if you're, you're digging what you're hearing there. And beyond that, just enjoy yourself and take care of yourself, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>